What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Come with me if you want to live. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. The Force will be with you. Always. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a bonus episode of 20th Century Geek. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and we are going to be talking about uh, those things that lurk in the night, the things that go bump in the night, and the reporter that chases them down. Uh, I'm joined by James uh, Aquilone. Uh, That's right. Hey, and uh, James, you are reaching back into sort of like pop culture history, and you're bringing back a character who I think many people will know. Uh, but you're doing a special little project that, uh, that put my fancy. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners who you are and what you are doing? Well, my name is James Aquilone, and I'm a writer and editor from New York. And right now I'm editing and running the Kickstarter campaign for the Cold Check, the Night Stalker 50th anniversary graphic novel. Yes, excellent. And it's, it's, it's not just a graphic novel. There's, there's, there's different tiers of this thing. There's going to be, is it 10 yeah, or 11 um, stories in there? But there's going to be some prose stories as well, isn't there? Potentially. No, definitely in the deluxe hardcover, there will all I mean, yeah. be 10, uh, 10 prose stories. And right this second, I think we're like 30 bucks away from adding Steve Niles, which would be the, the 12th comic book story. Wow. So they're doing well. So, yeah. So it's doing yeah. well on the Kickstarter. <laughs> but obviously, you know, this, this thing is running up to the 11th of February, I believe. Well, it's really um, midnight on Thursday night. Right. So Kickstarter, Conic, they, they, that actually, yeah, midnight, they're, they're considering it Friday, but no, it, it, it's midnight. Well, midnight, uh, Thursday, like Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be getting to So there's links below. I'll be tweeting about it. So. Go check it out. So, but first and foremost, for those that don't know Colchak, because I'm sat here as a Brit, um, and what, what I would say is, though, I'm a nerd. I'm a massive geek, and I know all these things. So, you know, I, I'm well aware of Colchak, but there may be those that aren't. So, let's take a trip back to 1974, and sort of uh, uh, the TV series is more my uh, thing. Okay. So, if we go in the sort of 50th, we're going to be talking about the, the movies or the TV movies. So, let's give it a little bit of a history lesson. So, James, tell us about Colchak. Well, Colchak started with two TV movies. Uh, the first one was The Night Stalker, and mm -hmm. that came out in 1972. Um, then the next year, they came out with The Night Strangler. And then the year after that, they came out with the TV series, which ran for 20 episodes mm -hmm. and was canceled. So that's what we have. We have the two TV movies, and then we have uh, the TV series. And the two TV movies were, were written by Richard Matheson. Uh, but they were adapted from, at that time, was an unpublished novel by Jeff Rice. And uh, so Richard Matheson adapted the, the novel to make The Night Stalker. And then he wrote the second TV movie. And then Jeff Rice ended up doing a novelization of that script for a second book. And then um, Matheson wasn't involved in the TV series. But there were, there were some pretty well-known guys who were just starting out in the TV series because... The Sopranos creator, David Chase, was a writer on the TV series. You had Robert Zemeckis yes. and Bob Gale, who wrote an episode. Uh, 
and I, I think there were a few other guys who were pretty well known. So there were some great writers that were involved in, in the TV series and the TV movie. Yeah, it's because a real pedigree. I mean, I didn't realize this because it, it's weird. I, I've never I've seen this Night Stalker the film, um, and it's just been because it was all to me again. I saw these. I, I caught these on late night TV when I was a lot younger, sort of like you know Channel Four, I think mainly. Um, they all sort of blurred into one. Like I didn't know the history. It was sort of till I've got to know these things. Um, and it's got some pedigree, like to see some of the creators and stuff that are involved in this yeah. thing. It's quite cool. Um, and so it's weird that it only lasted such a short time. It's like one of those sort of like, you know, capsules of sort of like capturing something that uh, becomes a bit of a cult. Because um, I suppose we should just have a bit of a context. Carl Kolchak is, a, 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 he was a reporter uh, based out of Chicago. And he works for the, is it the Independent News um, Service? And yeah. basically he gets, he would often be investigating a, a, uh, or researching a news story that would then tail end into a supernatural um, encounter, sort of starting with the vampire, which is the, the Night Stalker, um, and then go through all kinds of things in the TV show. Um, it, it, uh, for me, I mean, I've been, I've been re- I'm really interested sort of like, bit to get, in fact, before we get into me, because that's all self-indulgent, because <laughs> this is in the 72, so this is the 50th, and you, you are, you know, you're a fresh face and you are young, and I can't believe you were around in 1972, so I wasn't, I wasn't. Yeah, so, <laughs> so what? what's your sort of uh, history with Kolchak then? How did you come across the character and sort of uh, um, form a, a love of him? I think I came across it the same way you did. It was, was, it was in reruns uh, later on. They started rerunning it uh, in the US in like the late 70s. Mm. So I think like throughout the 80s, then you would catch the TV movies as, and I think that the 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 episodes in the TV series too, they would be like the late night movie or be like the midnight movie. This is like you know back before you even had uh, VCRs and and uh, yeah. even rented video. So that was a big deal. Like you had to wait until like, um, especially for horror, you'd have to wait till like the midnight movie. Or, or and I was a person who was always up late, so <laughs> that's the only time you can see that stuff. And that was a big deal. That was a big deal when they would like, uh, you know, put on um, some movie like, like you, I think like Friday nights. It used to be like the 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 movie of the week. Yeah. And uh, you know, so that was like like you know HBO when it was like you know they 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 finally put on like the movie that came out like two years ago. So so that's how I saw it. I mean, I don't remember seeing it for the first time, but I, it was always around for me, so I always knew it. Mm. Yeah, it's, really, it's 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 not big in the UK. Like it's one of those sort of like I'm, you know, it's an obscure character, but he is quite an interesting one. Um, it, didn't, it didn't run there. No, it did, but like like again, late night on on a sort of on Channel Four. I think it was okay. sort of. Uh, I remember it being on, um, okay, like a week night, like a ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and sort of being one of those. Uh, nineties. I caught nice. it in the nineties. Okay, 90s. with the X Files, probably. Yes, and I think that's what it was, like because the, the, one of the other channels, and now us, the BBC was running the X Files, and so I think there was other thing, other channels were like jump on the bandwagon. Okay, yeah. And uh, we had runs of Coljack, and so I caught a couple of the, I caught quite a few of the episodes of the TV series, and uh, even then I was like, well, this feels very X Filesy, and then you sort of I learned that obviously Chris Carter said that right. this was. Um, uh, an inspiration, or at least you know, um, an influence on it. Um, but it, 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 I watched it back, so you know, in the last couple of days, I've gone back and watched it on. I bought it, the, the TV series and stuff on Prime, and so I've been got back and watching the episodes. And I was like, Yeah, I've watched it for a while, it's really good. 
it's it sort of stands up pretty well actually like yeah. the character of Kolchak is really That's... interesting um and uh it's not as problematic as many things that come out of the 70s <laughs> which is good yeah um but the, the character is interesting like he's, a, he's, a, he's an interesting character uh, i don't know what, what are your thoughts on him as a character do you think he stands up as a you know as a in pop culture yeah because i've been re-watching re it and i was like this actually holds up i mean it, it's still pretty good i mean obviously like the makeup and the special effects yeah. uh, aren't that great but i felt like that was always the the, the cool thing like like about doctor who uh especially like doctor who in the 70s with tom baker it, you know the writing was amazing uh mm. and the acting was really good but you know the monsters and the creatures look terrible but you know when you're a fan you look past that and you say this is just a great show uh and i think uh Kolchak was kind of our version of that in the 70s we had like you know the the, the cheap looking monsters but it was really great acting and it was really great uh writing it was always a really good dialogue so it was, it was usually uh funny um and darren mcgavin was great he he held up that whole show so i mean he was in most most scenes it, it was him there were there were really no subplots um <laughs> on the uh on those episodes you never even saw uh kolchak like uh, in his house or uh, an apartment he didn't even have he didn't have a girlfriend he didn't have friends he was just always on the job and it was always that you know the um the main story was the only story so he really had to carry it and he, and he was able to carry it so i i don't know if it would have worked if it was somebody else in there um so he was really the key to it and uh, it is it's a cool character i mean he's yeah. not like he's not your typical hero um he's kind of like this down and out reporter <laughs> though he's struggling and he just happens to stumble upon a monster and nobody believes him so it's just a fun series yeah no i agree I, I, he is i think you're right about the sort of um uh the, the actor mcgavin because i think like you say he carries it and i hadn't like you said there's no subplots this is this is this is you know old school tv mm -hmm. um and like yeah it's he he brings that humor as well like you said like you know because it could be flat like if you if someone was to do this like really earnest or something else you know yeah like it, it would fall flat it would become it would feel silly but he sort of like he plays it like he's like he's in the know like there's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek um Correct. you know and, and um like i was just watching I literally just I was flicking the episodes and stuff and i watched the vampire the other day uh in the fourth is the fourth episode of the, in the series and he's right. talking. He's talking to people, and get, you know, he's saying like, you know, oh, do you, when the bodies were found, did, did, did they have, um, you know, like, like fang marks in the neck? And everyone's sort of looking at him, and he knows it's ridiculous, but yeah. and <laughs> he pulls it off so so well that um, he's endearing, he's charming to watch, and you you want to follow him along. So, yeah, yeah, that's but, the thing. I think also when you maybe have the low production value, maybe make it a little more fun, and maybe kind of lean into the fact that maybe this is a little silly. I think yeah. when, when, when we get to the 90s and you get to the X-Files, uh, X-Files didn't have really any humor. It was dark and it was serious, but uh, they had the production value at that time and, 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 that, and it worked, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if they could have pulled that off in, in the 70s, but uh, I like that. And I like that, that it was, it was just fun series. And, and yeah, they didn't, they didn't take themselves too seriously. No, and the other thing I'd say is Kolchak, um, you know, he's an old school character. I'd say he's an even older school character than the 70s. Like, he reminds me of that sort of like um, 
the the sort of like you know, even like a he's like a gumshoe. He's like a de- private detective in the he's right. like a Sam Spade of like a journalist, supernatural journalist. Um, and he's obviously in a long line of like so, supernatural detectives um, that you know that aren't magical, sort of like um, you know the, uh, the Karnaki uh, the files or you know John Silence. He's got all these these things in its, in its history. I'm like, oh, he's like a he's an amalgamation, and they've just modernised him. And it's, it's in the know. Um, and I kind of like that, that it has that wink and a nod to its audience, even then in the 70s, like you said, it's like, um, yeah, we know, like, you know, we're going to have a Bigfoot episode or a vampire episode or an Aliens episode, and it's going to be a bit silly, but we are going to have, to, we're going to do this stuff. Because the thing is, it's always murder as well. There's always someone, like, you know, is killed or, you know, so it comes with stakes. And that's the thing I, I kind of like about it as well. It, it never sort of, patronizes it knows it's fun but it never patronizes its audience which i thought was quite cool and at the time people were frightened by it and mm. uh and even re-watching there are some creepy uh scenes i know the the um uh which are uh firefall is that the name of it uh with a doppelganger mm. and there's a scene where like kolchak is in the the church and the doppelganger is up in like this window and he's like He's jumping around, and I'm like, "That's creepy, man." Um, so it's still there's still some creepiness to it, and and a lot of people now, now as we're doing the campaign, are saying, "Oh, I saw that as a kid, and and it scared the crap out of me." And uh, yeah, so it it was definitely uh, also horror. I mean, it had a lot of humor, but it somehow it was you know it was very good at like straddling the line between the the horror and the humor, which is which is really hard to do. Yeah, you know. uh, to me, it, it's um, it goes back to I always think about um, when Abbott and Costello did sort of um, mm-hmm. their films. It was like you can do the humor, but the, the horror has to be straight. Like the horror is horror, and that's what this show I think then does it again. It's like, oh no no, yeah. the monsters and the villains are monsters and villains. Like you know, they are going to kill and they're going to do stuff. And but then there's the humor and the the interactions and stuff. You know. Um, and that's where I think it works because, like you said, the stakes are there, and I can see why people. I mean, this is one of the things that, like, if I, you see about Doctor Who and the tradition of sort of like you know watching it from behind your hands or from behind the cushion when you're a little right. kid, like I can so believe that that was the same scenario, you know, with kids sort of getting that thing, staying up late and watching some Kolchak and being like, you know, oh my god, hiding behind <laughs> a pillow. Yeah, uh, it's great for it. I remember even people saying, because I was a big fan of the Abba Costello uh, movies, and that was probably my first uh, experience with horror movies. Mm. The first of the monsters were Abbott Costello, because uh, I used to watch that like with my grandmother, and they, they used to be on like Sunday uh, afternoons. There was like nothing on TV on Sunday, <laughs> so the only thing that they would play would be um, Abbott Costello and like Johnny Weissmiller Tarzan movies, so it was mm. all just black and white stuff. So I was very like aware of, of, of those old movies. And uh, I remember like you and my grandmother saying like, you know, the Abbott Costello movies scared them. Like you said, they did, when they did the horror part, that was like legit, mm. you know? And they had like Boris Koloff and, and, and the, the guys and, uh, uh, you know, Bela Lugosi. So they, ha- I mean, the human went further than, than Kolchak, but they still had like uh, legitimate Horror. Horror. Oh yeah, yeah. That, and that's always seems to be the rule. They always play that, and that's what I think this that you say this show, this uh, the show straddles that line incredibly well. One of the things you've you've mentioned though a few times is the the reaction to this. Um, you know, the people that have supported it. it seems to be doing incredibly well. You know, we're close. You're close to getting sort of Steve Niles on board. Um, 
how has the what has the reaction been? Like, you know, have people got in contact and been like, oh, I'm really excited for this. This is, you know, this is really cool. Or I've always wanted one of this. Like, what what's been the reaction to the Kickstarter? It's been unbelievable. Uh we've been promoting it like like for three months before, and, and it was just getting people more and more excited. So I was really happy that once we launched it, we did well. And then people, when they saw all the stuff we had, were, were happy with it. Mm. And uh yeah, I've been getting tons of messages from people. Uh even Steve Niles, we he reached out to us basically. Uh, he was on Twitter, mm. and I think someone someone like tweeted at him and says, "Hey, uh, I would love to see you do a Kolchak story." And he said, um, "Oh, I'd love to do Kolchak." And this guy was like, "Well, you should reach out to James." And then he like immediately <laughs> followed me. I followed him back, and then uh, I think I uh, messaged him, and I'm like, "Are you serious? Do you really want to write the story?" <laughs> And he's like, yes, I want to do it. And like, I kept asking him, I was like, I was like, can we, can we announce this? Is this okay? Because yes, go ahead. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I was floored. So I, I couldn't believe that. But we have had a, a bunch of people reach out to us and, and they want to get in the book. And of course we have limited space. So mm. it, that's hard. Uh, I've had like um, people from Hollywood reaching out, uh, you know, people like, I want to reboot the series. But we don't have the rights to do that. We we just have the literary rights. Yeah. So I think if we had the if we had the dramatic rights, we probably could get this thing yeah. in some form. No, no, no. When you look at like you know this thing of like leaning into the nostalgia and you know <laughs> things being rebooted, like now is the time. Like you know, yeah. who knows if, if this book is successful? You like see what's the Steve Niles on board, and you're getting some attention. Like you know, who knows? They did try a reboot. Is it in like two that twenty eight two thousand four two thousand five? There was like a bit of a. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never seen that. Um, I don't know if any could or not. <laughs> I've seen I'm, assu- I'm, I'm assuming because, uh, yeah, I've never really seen it. I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't great. Um, no, it didn't do well at all. But uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, I'm so glad it's, this is getting some, you know, it's getting that support and stuff. It's so cool that people are reaching out. And do, do you think, you know, if, if uh, this goes well, and this is obviously for the 50th anniversary, it's going to be. Um, on the, on the go check out the kickstarter for the different levels you've got everything from sort of like just supporting through to uh pdf versions of uh the standard and the deluxe paperback version and they've got the big deluxe hardback edition oh i'll tell you what's the other thing sorry i was looking through some of the artwork for the covers how did they i was gonna ask, how did they come about did you seek the artists out or was it like you know what was the uh what was the deal there because some of those are cracking you know, like um, we reached out to them uh, with uh, J.K. Woodward. Uh, he he has he had worked with Peter David, mm. so we got Peter David got involved. So I wanted uh, artists who had already worked with the writers. So I asked Peter David who he wanted to work with, and he said, um, you know, I worked with J.K. Woodward on Fallen Angel, and uh, so we asked him. And then he was doing like amazing art. So uh, I said, hey, do you want to do a cover? And I said, uh, I gave him like three uh, ideas. And one of them was uh, an homage to like one of my favorite Batman covers. I noticed that, yeah. And uh, and that's the one he, he wanted to do. He says, oh, I want to do the, the Batman homage. And uh, I said, okay. I was like, that's the one I would have picked, but I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to you know, <laughs> do a, a choice. Because uh, some people don't want to make maybe like, you know, do an homage or do you know, mm-hmm. something someone else's work. But he he, uh, he went for it and it was amazing. and. It, and that fits so perfectly with with Kolchak because they, they had like the monster of the week yeah. thing going uh, and then Batman and well, the cover is the rogues gallery and it has all of the uh, Batman's uh, 
villains uh like on the wall and uh batman's and you know in the in the, in the doorways yeah. it's, it's, it's a great cover they, they're, they're fantastic i was really impressed like, and, they, and you got to tell you you know to check out some of the art on the kickstarter it's really cool um so yeah no it, it's it's so good but the same this is a special do you think though beyond this have you thought like beyond this of like you know oh there's there's other things to do there's you know that i could actually just, i could take this into you know may, maybe try and take this to someone and do a regular comic or you know idw or titan or whoever or something you know, boom or something or is it like oh maybe we'll do a 55th anniversary we'll lead up to doing another one in five years right. uh, have you any thoughts about what the future holds well the uh call check is with uh, moonstone books so they have the rights mm. um and they do uh call check they've been doing call check comics and and books um and we've been talking already about you know doing another uh call check thing so we do have an idea and we are in like the very early planning stages so i think it would happen especially with the the success of, of this project and the fact that moonstone is going to be putting out call check uh, uh books anyway <laughs> we well, uh, you know uh partner on that and just and do another big project uh for kickstarter so that's um that project's sounding good so i hope it happens a lot of times these deals don't go through or it doesn't work out yeah, but yeah. i think i think most likely we'll we will be doing more whole check stuff i mean i don't know i mean I, there was a time uh a few years back when moonstone was doing a regular culture comic i think i think he had a monthly comic going for a while oh, okay um I don't know if I'd want to do like uh, every month. I think I would want to do something like like the way uh, Mike Manola does Hellboy, mm-hmm. and like every now and then you come out with like a six issue series, you know, and then collect it into like a graphic novel and do that. Maybe I mean, maybe you can do it like once a year, or even like every every couple of years do, you know, like um, just a smaller story arc. I yeah. like the idea of doing that. That'd be cool. Yeah, keep it special. Keep it special. Yeah. Um. No, that's fantastic. So yeah, um, well, I can say is I'm really excited for this. I've, I've um, you know, um, the links down below. I'm going to be donating. Um, I've got it lined up, and uh, I recommend anybody, anybody, anybody that's out there that's sort of because this this podcast, Twentieth Century Geek, appeals to a certain demographic. Let's be clear: the people that were most likely either alive or just after, <laughs> like myself. That have experienced it so we are key to this ladies and gentlemen listen to what we're saying this is this is fantastic um go check it out and i would say even if you know you do go check out the kickstarter and you don't you know you follow through or whatever you don't want to support like you're not really into you go check out Colchak. like it's actually a really good show listen i've picked it up on amazon prime the 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 movies are on there the tv shows are on there um go check it out now if moonstone i think there's moonstone i think moonstone's on comicsology so they may be on there so i'll i'll yeah, or you go to the Moonstone um, website. website. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's call check stuff out there. Yeah, I think YouTube has the TV movies for free, but I think they're bootleg. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you got the NBC app because the NBC app has the uh, the TV uh, episodes uh, for okay. free streaming. So not not, yeah, the, the, not in the UK, but in, if you're in the states, guys, there you go. The NBC it's on the NBC, NBC app. app. Go check it out. Streaming. Yeah, as long as you just want to, you know, it's okay. If you're okay watching commercials. And they yeah. just came out with a Blu-ray. They came out with the Blu-ray for the season um, in October. Okay. And that, so had, all... that had commentary by, like, Kim Newman. Oh. And a bunch of other people. Yeah. I do. 
If I notice you've got Kim Newman as well, yeah. Good guy. Well, that's how I found him because I was I was doing my Coltrek research and then I saw um, they were coming out with a Blu-ray uh, for, the, for the series this October, I guess in preparation for the 50th anniversary. And I was looking at the audio commentary and I said, Kim Newman is doing the audio commentary. Oh, so, oh Kim Newman's a, a Coltrek fan. So I, I was like, I'd love to work with him. And I was like, so I emailed him and he was like, oh yeah, I always wanted to write a Coltrek story. So that was how I was finding people. I was just, you know, stumbling upon all the, the Kolchak fans. And, and like I said, some people reached out to me. But the I would say most horror writers probably are Kolchak fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part and parcel, I think. It seems to be one of those sort of properties or those sort of characters that's... It's not widely known. You know, uh, Kolchak isn't, isn't widely known. But to those that know... I think it's those that like the fans, aren't it? So it's those things. Like if you know it, you love it. It's it seems to be that sort of thing. Um, and it's, this book is gonna be is is very exciting. I can't wait to see how. And hopefully, all the success. I'm you know I'm hoping for a big sort of um, big release, and it sort of it will hopefully sort of ignites a couple of people to to know more about uh, Kolchak. Um, but James, I mean, yeah, that, that you know, any, anything else you want to pop, or you want to give a pop to, or want to promote, whilst we've got the opportunity. Um, well, like I said, we're going to ask the, I think, let me see, I'm going to refresh the page and see if we, maybe on this show, we can know. Live update, there you go. live right? feed exclusive. <laughs> yeah, so we have nine days left. We go, we probably will add Steve Miles uh, today for the, for the 12 uh, stories. Um, I think we should be adding some stuff to the campaign uh, in the next few days. I'd like to add some like original art. Oh. Speaking of Kim Newman, we, we, we most likely will have some original pages from Paul McCaffrey, uh, who, who illustrated uh, Kim's story. Uh, I think he's going to offer a couple of the pages uh, through the campaign next week. Wow. So that'll be really cool. Yeah. And, and his story is, is amazing. Uh, he did, uh, it's basically like an alternate ending to uh, The Night Stalker. Like kind of like like how it should have ended, and and so we actually hear from Janos, who then like gives an interview uh, to um, to Kolchak. It's called Interview with the Night uh, Stalker. Uh, nice. So we might have some pages there. We might add some other stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean like we're we're trying to get to hundred k, and I think we're we're on track to do that. But uh, you know, it's 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 it's. it's it's been stressful too because I've been like pretty much doing this on my own, other than like my publicist helping me out. So it's like uh, I, I can't wait for this thing to end too because it's been crazy. And it's just like you just want it to be like, all right, we made our money, we got it. Uh, it's over. Let's put the book together. Uh, and it's not half. We have half of the scripts are in, mm. you know, and we we have. So like five of the artists are already working on on the story on their stories. So um, other than like the like like Stephen Allen and Gabriel Harbin, who we just added, um, we're pretty well on our way to um, to getting this book together. And I'm hoping that it'll come out in uh, October mm -hmm. for Halloween, which would be oh that'd really, be ace, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, there's crazy stuff going on in the world too. So there's a lot of like production, uh, like printing. Uh, delays mm. paper delays and that sort of thing yeah my last project was my last kickstarter was plastic monsters unleashed and that was a prose anthology 
And that was uh, all short stories based on, you know, the classic monsters like Dracula, Frankenstein. And um, right now we're waiting for it to be printed and it's been delayed. We, we should have had the book out about a month ago. And now we're looking at maybe next week or the week after that, they said they're going to um, ship us the books. So uh, there are delays. So I'm hoping that maybe things um, a little bit more normal. Mm, hopefully, yeah. I think we could then get it out uh, unless we have some people who, you know, don't get their stuff in uh, early. <laughs> I think we could do it. Uh, yeah, I think we could do it in October. But we have a lot of books to print too. We have like 2,000. At this point, we already have close to 2,000 books sold, print books. Wow, that's fantastic. It is. It's really it's good news. That's, I mean, this is a huge, you know, it's a good success. I mean, that's, that's really cool. Like you said, there's all yeah. these things that can happen, you know, and I know, you know, in my in my work, I work as a project manager and I know the pain of sort of oh. like chasing people up for the things they told you they're going to do. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. A lot of people say, oh, you're the editor. So what do you just like fix up the grammar and stuff like that? Especially even with like a prose anthology, they think if you're an editor, that's all you do. You're just, you know, fixing the stories. But it's really, you're really a, a project manager and yeah. you got to put this whole thing together. And it's really two things you're putting together. You're putting together the book and you're putting together the Kickstarter. And that's so it. A lot, yeah. of, a lot yeah. of emails. Yes. I mean, you are the heart of this and I think that's impressive in itself. <laughs> so, you know, when this does come up and it will come off, I'm pretty sure of it. And it sounds amazing. Like you know, when that arrives on my doorstep, I'd be like, this is James's hard work. Like blood, sweat and emails <laughs> have gone into this. And, and a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be really awesome just to have the book books there's like really four yeah. books <laughs> yeah because so, we got uh we got the, the, the floppy comic we got like a 40 page like regular comic we have hmm. a soft cover then we have the hard cover and the hard cover comes in a, in a variant cover so it's, yeah so it's four books really it is yeah a lot of work and <laughs> so yeah it's it's impressive it's seriously impressive what you're doing so um I, I you know i'm i'm very excited for it i think it's going to be amazing um on, people get on and check it out let's see you know let's see if we can make sure we get this up to you, you want to get drew k you want to come over 100k let's see what we can do let's reignite love of culture let's get some i'm going to get some british people on, on culture i think they'll, they'll enjoy it um yeah anyway. i think that would work yeah oh i think so <laughs> i think it goes down massive over i don't know why it hasn't it should be a cult thing um but anyway james thank you so much thank uh, you. For, for giving your time um as i say this is you know this is going out on uh probably on the yeah, this is going out should, when you're listening to this with the third the third of february uh go okay. and check out the link it's all in there go check out the links below check out the kickstarter we'll be tweeting about it follow us on uh social media and everything to find out those links and james where can they find you on social media um and everything else you can find me under james aquilone i'm pretty much the only james aquilone out there so uh yeah jamesacalone.com and then all my social media uh, is there and on the you know on twitter i'm also under james Aquilone. uh we do have a kick we do have a cold check twitter account the official cold check twitter account that's uh cold check 50 so that's we, we're doing all our updates through uh to that account so you can follow us and you might get uh cold check to follow you back that's cool <laughs> well, said, yeah, dude, I'll be doing that. I'll be following that, and obviously, I'll be tweeting about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I say, sort of check out the Kickstarter. Uh, and uh, I would usually do a bit of a sort of uh, a spiel into this for our stuff, but I don't think that feels inappropriate. I should leave that. So, go and check out uh, James's social media, uh, jamesacholone.com, will be links down below. 
and also the Kickstarter. There'll be a link down to that down below as well. And what was it? If you get in contact with us, if you like Kolchak, or if you have a memory of Kolchak, come find us on social media. Let us know. Uh, and if you're interested in doing, you know, if you if you're interested, and you've got some fan art or anything like, let's see it. I want to see this thing. Let's see the let's see the Kolchak love uh, on the social medias. I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, but anyway, James, that's been wonderful talking to you. It's been very exciting. Um, you're doing the God's work, so I say. You're doing, you know, you're doing some fantastic things. By the uh, way, we're over 85. We, we got Steve Niles. There you go. There you go. There's a podcast yeah, yeah. exclusive right here on 20th you Century Geek. Yeah, we're on our way. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, James. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, you know, people check it out. And James, I'll be in contact uh, to learn more once after you know after it's all success, and uh, we'll get it on the social media. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much, and we shall talk to you again soon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another great 20th Century Geek episode. Thank you for listening. If you would like to get in contact to suggest topics for future shows, or just chat about everything nerdy, you can email me at 20thCenturyGeek at gmail.com. That's 20thCenturyGeek at gmail.com or find me on social media twitter facebook or instagram just search for 20th century geek if you would like to support the show please go on your podcast catcher and leave a five star review i would greatly appreciate it it raises the show in the ranks and lets more people know about the podcast if you want to show more support for the podcast, we do have an Amazon wish list. Just go on Amazon and search for 20th Century Geek and you will find a list of books that will help with research for future podcasts. And don't forget, we love secondhand books in 20th Century Towers. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.